Good morning, Church. The reading this morning is taken from um, the book of Mark, chapter 5, verses 1 to 21. And if you would like to follow along in the Pew Bibles, the whole of the passage is to be found on page 1007. It's headed the healing of a demon-possessed man. They went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an evil spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man, he lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore not even with a chain, for he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons in his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day, among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Swear to God that you won't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, Send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. He gave them permission, and the evil spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons, sitting there, dressed, and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man, and told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been a demon possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. And may the Lord 
bless richly this reading of his word. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let's pray together, shall we? Father God, we do thank you. We thank you for the gift of your word. We thank you that we live in a place where we can read it and study it openly and without fear. We pray, Lord, that by now, by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would move among us, that this morning we would hear your voice, that you would challenge us and equip us and help us to be the people that you are calling us to be. Amen. I don't know about you, but um, I like stories. Anybody who has known me for more than 10 minutes will know that I like to tell stories. Um, I like to read books. I love the stories in books. Um, I'm, not so, I'm not so thingy with watching TV and films. I don't often have the attention span to watch a whole film in one go. I'm a little bit embarrassed by that, but I know. Kai used to love going to the cinema. He hasn't been in like the last two decades <laughs> because I get halfway through and I go, what's going on? What's going on? But the only ones that I really, um, the films that I do get in, um, get into or the TV programs that I do get into are the ones that have really good stories because a really good story is interesting, isn't it? A really good story is something that we can invest in. Kind of, I used to think it was weird as a kid, but kind of, as I've got older, I like to blame my children for this as well, but like, as I get older, like, to invest in a story, like, to be reading a book that makes me laugh out loud or cry at people who I know aren't real, <laughs> but you invest um, in the story, and I, and I love it. Um, stories come in all different shapes and sizes. We have stories um, that aren't real, you know, that are completely and totally made up. I can't do that. I might fall down the stairs. Um, we, you know, we have stories that are um, kind of based on truth, and then we have stories that are actually true as well. And then we've got stories um, that aren't written down anywhere. We've got stories you and I have our own stories to tell. Each one of us is here today because um, of the story of our life. And there were lots of different stories that make up who we are. Some of the stories we'd be happy to share with other people. Some of those stories perhaps we'd feel a little bit more comfortable if other people didn't know. But they are all stories who make us who we are today. They are all the stories that have brought us to where we are. And stories are often told in different parts. You know, when we first meet someone, we don't give them our entire life story. We give them just a little bit. And then as time goes on, we see more and more of their stories and of who they are. When we read books, it's chapters. We can have our favorite chapters, but each chapter makes up the whole book, even in films now, isn't it? Like kind of, you don't just get one film, you get a trilogy or more, you know? You can have your own favorite Marvel film, Black Panther, by the way. Um, but you then appreciate where that comes in the bigger story of all the films together. And God's story, is no different. God's story, the greatest story ever told. And I know some people don't like the word story because it kind of, in, it, it might make it sound like it's made up. 
but it is God's story. It's absolutely true, but it is God's story from start to finish. And it's laid out in the story of scripture for us. And it is broken down into the books of the Bible, into chapters and verses and in churches, or in church, often uh, each week we come and we read a passage of scripture, just a little part of the bigger story. In years uh, past, we've taken one book, and as a church, over the course of the year, we have studied just one book of that bigger story. Other times we dip in and we dip out of it. And today, um, we start our new uh, series for this year. And this year, as an LMA, we're going to be looking at the big story of Scripture, at God's whole story. We're going to start next week with creation. And as we come to the close um, in Advent at the end of this year, yes, I know I'm already talking about Christmas, but as we come to the close, we will finish with Christ's return. And yeah, we're going to dip in and out. But as we look at the different stories and we look at the different parts of the Bible, we're really going to try to understand this year the context of where it fits in the bigger story, where it fits in God's great story. Because actually it's really important that we don't just understand the tiny little bits, but that we understand God's whole story, God's bigger picture so that we understand more of who God is, but so that we understand actually more of where we fit within that story. Stories, I think, are incredibly important. Stories, I think, are important because they teach us. You know, every time we tell a story, we learn something. Every time we read or we listen to somebody else's story, we learn something. You know, when we tell somebody something that we've done, we tell them a story, but actually what we tell them is we tell them, they learn a little bit more about who we are. They learn about the, um, more about the places that we have been and the things that we have done, um, the things that we like, the things that we believe, the things that make us who we are. Stories teach us. The stories of the Bible teach us about who God is. The stories of the Bible teach us about who Jesus is. Jesus himself is the example, shows us who the Father is. Jesus says, if you've seen me, if you know me, then you know my Father. And there is so much to learn. The story that we've just heard read this morning, um, there is so much in just that, that one story. In that one story, we learn that Jesus has the power and the authority to cast out demons. In that one story, we learn um, that even evil spirits can recognize who Jesus is. The fact that there are pigs in the story tells us and teaches us that Jesus was um, in a part of the world. He was among the Gentiles, that Jesus' love and compassion extended to the Gentiles just as much as it did the Jews. In that one story, Jesus shows us his healing power. It shows us the effect of his healing power, not just on an individual, but on a whole, um, on a whole community. In that one passage, we learn once again that Jesus really and truly is the Messiah. That is not bad going for one story, is it? We can learn a lot from stories, but 
But we only truly learn from stories if when we read and we listen and we, and we engage in it, is if we intentionally engage with them. We only really learn from stories if we come to them with an open and a teachable heart. And that's a real challenge for us, I think, this year, as we come to look at the, the whole story of Scripture, is that we come with open and teachable hearts open, ready, and willing to learn the things that God has for us. And perhaps this is the most, the most, more of a challenge for those of us that have been reading the Bible for perhaps longer. You know when you come to church and you hear that passage that you've heard a million times, and it's really easy to go, oh yeah, I've heard that, I know about that. And you kind of switch off a little bit. But you know what, if we approach looking at God's big story, thinking, ah, oh, well, I already know that, then we may as well all give up and go home. But if we come to approach God's story, knowing that his story is important because of the things that we can learn from it, if we come with open and teachable hearts, if we come willing to learn and come asking, asking God, to show us and reveal himself to us through it. That is when the story really starts to change us. That is when what we learn from the story changes us and transforms us in ways that we could not even imagine. Stories, especially the story of scripture, is important because it teaches us. But the story of scripture and stories are also important because they don't just teach us, they equip us. You know, learning is one thing, and I'm a big fan of the learning. But this is the real world. If it doesn't make a difference in our lives, then there's not much point. We're not coming at scripture so that we can learn it to sit just some kind of exam. Unless you're at theological college, then do learn it and sit your exams. But, but we're not, not reading and learning these things that in case that on the day of judgment, Jesus comes back and says, right, before we do this, lads, we're having a pop quiz and we want a decent score. This is not the point of learning the story of scripture. Learning it is one thing, but if we want to make a real difference then we've got to allow scripture to equip us, to change the way that we live, to impact and guide the things and the decisions that we make. Because when we let that story teach us and equip us, that is when we start to make a difference in this world, just like Jesus did. And I don't know, you might... Um, you might listen to stories um, like we heard this morning, stories of Jesus uh, healing people and casting out demons. And you might think, that's a lovely story, but it ain't for me. This is not something I can do. And actually, you know what? It absolutely is something that you can do. Yeah, and one of my, my favorite gospel, if I could only choose one gospel to keep, I would choose John's gospel. I love it. And John's gospel is essentially this, um, this collection of stories. John says, there's not enough pages in the world for me to tell you all the amazing things that Jesus did, so I'm just going to tell you some of them. 
And John gets to the end of this book and he's told us all these amazing things that Jesus did. And Jesus says, greater things than these you will do. It might not be quite those words, but Jesus says, you will do all the things that I've done and more. Jesus tells us that we have the same authority from God to go out there and do the things that he did that Jesus had. It's mind-blowing, isn't it? It's phenomenal. But actually, that's what the story of Scripture does for us. It equips us and reminds us that we have authority from God to go out and do the things that Jesus did. If we let it change us, if we let it impact our lives. A few years ago now, Kai and I went on a residential course and... um, I can't for the life of me remember what it was called. But basically, it, you don't need to know that, but basically what, what the course was, it was a course looking at the authority and the power of God. And over the course of these few days, we read scripture after scripture after scripture that was just confirming the authority and the power that God gave to Jesus. And we read scripture after scripture after scripture um, of, uh, of the confirmation that actually God gives that same power and authority to us. And at the end of this um, course, there was a big celebration. A ton of people were were invited. And the guy that had been leading the course basically said, right. He said, everything you just learned, now you start putting it into practice. And no word of a lie, he got up at the front of this thing. And he says, right, he says, "Uh, we're going to have a time of prayer, yada, yada. These two are going to do it. And we look like bunny in headlights, I'm not going to lie. And, but so many people came forward um, for, for prayer. And you know what? We prayed for these guys. And we stood on the words of the stories that we had heard and read from the Bible. And we saw God do amazing things. And the more we prayed the more we saw people healed, the more we saw um, words of knowledge and words of prophecy. And the more we prayed, the more confident we got in doing it. Not confident in our own abilities. Believe you me, it had nothing to do with either of us. But we became more confident in God's power and his authority, more confident in the fact that we knew that he was going to equip us to do what it was that he was calling us to do. The story of scripture teaches us about God. It teaches us about his plan for this world, but it also equips us. It also equips us so that we might be be able to stand up and be ready and willing to take our place in the story that God has for this place here and now. Stories teach us, they equip us. And they inspire us. You know, I am sure every single one of you here has got stories of people or stories that you have seen or read or heard that have inspired you to do things. Stories of God inspire us all the time. You know, kind of, this is why I think that, you know, having testimonies in church, having people come and share what God is doing in their lives is so important. 
because it encourages us and it inspires us. You know, we hear stories of what God is doing and how God is faithful and how God answers prayer. And we hear it and we think, yeah, yeah, all right. If God did that for that person, I'm going to pray. And I'm going to see what he'll do about my situation. And the more we pray, the more we see God do stuff. And the more we, uh, we see God do stuff, the more we trust in his faithfulness. And all that comes, you see where I'm going with that? You know, the more we do, the more God gives. And all that comes from being inspired by one another. By being inspired by us telling the stories of the things that God has done. You know, the, the leper sister, or no, not the leper. That was not the story. The guy who was healed says to Jesus, can I come with you? And Jesus says, no, you've got a better story to tell. You go home and you tell other people what you've seen and what you've done. You know, Jesus crosses the lake and he goes, there are people already there. Because when God does stuff, word travels. Churches are very good at telling stories often. Actually, it's not just churches. I'm being mean. I don't mean that. People, human beings, are very good at telling stories. People make, there is a whole industry on gossip magazines and stuff like that. We're really good at telling stories. But what? What if we were people who didn't tell stories of other people? What if we were people who didn't, uh, you know, spread gossip like wildfire? What if we were people who went out and told stories of Jesus with the same zeal and the same enthusiasm that we might do about something else? What if we became the storytellers? It would be inspirational. You know, stories are so powerful. We can tell people simply what the Bible says and they might learn something but we can tell people what the Bible says and then we can tell them stories of what Jesus is doing in our lives. And then it becomes real because they see it. They see it for themselves playing out in your life and that is inspirational. You know, and you might be sitting there and you might be thinking, you know what? Thing is, Liz, my story's not very interesting. Can I just say your story is really interesting? Your story is really interesting because your story involves God and God is interesting. (laughs) You do have an interesting story, I promise you. And other people sit there and they'll say, oh yes, but Liz, people aren't interested in stories of faith in this day and age. Do you know what? They really are. I have never, ever come across somebody who isn't interested in faith who isn't interested in the conversation. They might have wanted the conversation so they could prove me wrong, but I've never come across somebody who isn't interested in stories of faith. People are interested in your story because they are interested in your life and how it has changed you. Stories of God inspire people. They inspire, we, we inspire each other. We inspire people to search for God for the first time. You know, we talked about, I talked about Alpha earlier. If you've got somebody that you're thinking would really benefit from the Alpha course, when you invite them to Alpha, why don't you tell them just a little bit of your story of faith? Maybe they'll be inspired to go and to search for that for themselves. If we're here and we're struggling with our own faith, 
Let's tell one another stories of God so that we might inspire and encourage each other to continue seeking after God and the things that he has for us. So this year, I think, as we begin this year looking at the whole story of God, I pray that we would come to the story of God with open and teachable hearts. I pray that we would just lay ourselves before God and ask him to show us the things that we've never seen before. I pray that as we learn more about God's plan for us as individuals and for us as a church, we would allow him by his spirit to encourage us and to equip us so that we would do all that he is calling us to do, not in our own strength, but in his power and his authority. And I pray that we would become storytellers. I pray that we would be people who would delight in telling others the wonderful stories of God and the things that he does and the love that he has for his people. And I pray that as we do that, we would be continually inspired by one another and by God, but that also we would live lives that inspire others to seek after God so that we might see his kingdom grow and that together we might take our own place in the story that God has for this time and this place. Amen.